Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. She is still living up the vacation vibes and getting back into the swing of things with her family and her life with her big move coming up. And we are super, super excited to have her back so her and I can chat and like have a good heart to heart, kiki, all the things and talk about all the fun things with her vacation and everything that's going to be happening with her for the upcoming months. So super, super pumped and excited about that. So today we are having another quick little... I like to call these snacks. I don't know why I keep saying we're having a quick little snack, but I feel like that works, you know, because these little like mini episodes that we have are the snack and then the big episodes that Abby and I have are the big dinners, the meals, the main things, all of that. So super, super excited because um, this episode is going to be all about TikTok. Oh my goodness, TikTok, 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 the clock app, like all the things. I know, I know I was a little bit hesitant with being on the clock app, I feel like at the very beginning of the pandemic, because we know the rise of TikTok really, really happened during 2020. I mean, TikTok was a little bit out before that, but we know the rise of 2020 really, really um catapulted TikTok and TikTok users. I know myself personally, I was not on TikTok during that time during the pandemic because I know for me, I was trying to survive. I was trying to survive. I was catching up with friends. I was drinking all the things, you know? So I can't say that TikTok was a big main focus of my source of entertainment during that time. I was still very predominantly watching Instagram, YouTube, staring at walls, you know, all the things to just really, truly keep afloat during that time during the pandemic when we were really, really in a very, very uncomfortable time in our lives, right? So it's so interesting to me now because now here we are in more of our recent time and we just actually most recently had, um, had there was a hearing with the CEO of TikTok um, talking about a potential TikTok ban. So here we are in 2000. 23. So we're three, we're three years out from the pandemic, right? We're, we're three years out from that incredible, devastating time that we witnessed and that we were a part of in our society um, back in 2020. So now we are coming up on the three-month anniversary of that. And last Thursday, so the 22nd of March, um, there was a, a hearing with the CEO of TikTok, which is Sho Chow or Sho Chu, sorry, and then um, with Congress about the potential threat that TikTok has within our, within the U.S., you know, and how um, there is a lot of conversation about how um, the Chinese government is spying on us and taking our information and using it for not for good and using it in a way that the U.S. does not like and the U.S. does not want to be a part of. So. I just wanted to kind of touch on that, have a little bit more dialogue and conversation. I know Abby and I will discuss more about that later at a different time um, and kind of like more of our thoughts about it. But I just kind of wanted to bring up the conversation now because it's very, very fresh. 
in everyone's minds, and it is literally, I mean, it's a really, really big deal, and there's a lot of caveats to why this is affecting us so much right now, and, you know, since on this podcast we talk about hashtag real life type of stuff, I mean, I wanted to bring up the just the many topics that go within this. And if you're not a TikTok user, if you are a person who is user 257234, whatever, and you really don't use um, TikTok that often, this is still an episode for you because um, with the ban of TikTok will, I mean, it will catapult a lot of things. And I mean, like we've talked about before on this podcast, um, you know, one, one action always has a catapulting experience for something else so you know there's always something going on there's always something that can be a bigger story there's always something that adds to the rhetoric of our conversation in our world right now and I want to stress the fact that like on this episode this isn't about any specific political party this isn't about anything of anything like that I mean this is truly just me you know explaining the facts of what um TikTok has brought and then also things that I have noticed and things that I realized with being in the social media space and being working with business owners, working with other creatives and just my own um, experiences with the platform. Um, so, okay, so just some real quick facts about TikTok. Right now, there are over 1 billion monthly active users on TikTok. So, holy moly, 1 billion, right? So, Facebook has 2.9 billion, YouTube has 2.2 billion and Instagram has 1.4 billion. Um, and there's over 5 million businesses on TikTok. So let's kind of like overarching, like really just break that down for a second. Like, can we believe that there's over 5 million businesses on TikTok and there are over 1 billion monthly active users on TikTok? So again, like I just said um, right before this, there is that whole aspect of user five four seven blah 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 whatever that isn't really on the platform to create they're just on the platform as a consumer right so just like right now you know you listening to this podcast you're a consumer of this podcast but you might not be a person that's creating podcasts right but there are so many people on tiktok that are consuming tiktok content that is taking it in that are having moments of you know getting the knowledge, getting the information, getting the entertainment, all of those other things. And obviously, you know, Instagram is at 1.4 billion, which I would say um, for our generation, so, you know, Abby and I's generation of being the millennials, we tend to very much gravitate towards the Instagram land or the Facebook land. And, you know, that is making up a huge amount of, uh, of space as well, correct, you know? Um, and you know how all these social media apps work is, you know, a big thing with the social media apps is ad spend, you know, ad spend, ad space. So, you know, we have a lot of situations where we are on social media platforms like Instagram, like TikTok, like YouTube, whatever. We're always getting sold to, right? Always getting sold to, no matter where you are. You're getting, I mean, even if you're not in a social media platform, you're getting sold to when you walk into the grocery store. You know, you're getting sold to when you're chatting with your friends about something. Everyone's always selling something to you, whether you consciously know it's happening or not like someone's always giving you like some sort of advice of something to buy of something to listen to of something to watch of something to do whatever like unfortunately that is our world like that is how we are that is an exchange of information and maybe it's not that we are having you know like it's not fully an exchange of dollars and it's an exchange of knowledge you know it's an exchange of giving giving people um 
a larger scope of what they're missing, you know? Just even on this podcast, like, how many times are we like, oh, my gosh, you guys got to watch this episode. Oh, my gosh, you guys got to watch the show. Oh, you got to read this book, blah, 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 blah. Like, it obviously, it's just conversation, and there's no, like, ill intent behind it, and there's no problem behind what we're saying. But also, at the same time, we are telling you something that you could go consume, which, in turn, you could go buy, which, in turn, you could go, you know, you're giving money to whatever you're doing, you know? And obviously that's why you need to be careful. That's why you need to be careful about so much about ads because you want to make sure that you are pushing ads or you want to make sure that you're telling people things that have to do with your values, have to do with your, um, your own center of, um, your own center of well-being. I don't know, like that was the wrong word there, but your own center of what you, what you, what you strive for, what you think of, what you cherish, what you know. So, I mean, obviously you don't want to be telling people to go, you know, like, you know, if Abby was on this podcast, like she wouldn't be telling people to go buy diet supplements because no, like that is not something that is, you know, that is not something that is in the ethos of her heart or something that she actually, um, believes in, you know what I mean? And that's not something that she would push and that's not something that she would say. And even if we're not obviously talking about ads, but we're just talking about in general, giving your honest opinion about something that you like that you wouldn't do that if it isn't something that you care about, right? So going back to the whole social media aspect of things, so on all of these platforms, there's always running ads, you know? And so like each and every person that is in charge of these platforms, so the main CEOs of these platforms, the main big kahunas of all these platforms, they are also making money. They're making money off of the things that you watch. They're making money off of the comments that you make. They're making money off of you know, the information that you put on the platforms, all of those different things. And when there are things that are being, if, if that money is being taken away in some way, shape or form, if that, if that knowledge is being taken away, then there's going to be a problem, you know? So the big thing with this argument with Congress and the big thing of what has been happening is, uh, other platforms such as Facebook, such as Instagram have been losing ads or not you losing ads but have been losing money from the users not being on their platforms as much right because obviously just like anything if there's a new platform if there's something shiny and there's something exciting there's something out there and more people start to jump on that then obviously this other side of things is going to start losing money correct it's kind of like the same as remember when snapchat you know all of us were all about snapchat we're all about it and granted i know there are people that are still all about snapchat you know but there was a there was a moment when, you know, Kylie Jenner, sorry, I know she's a hot button topic right now, but Kylie Jenner like made out a tweet or she had said something about the fact that she doesn't use Snapchat anymore, right? And how she doesn't like it and how that's just like not not her vibe or whatever. And Snapchat plummeted in shares, Snapchat plummeted in users, Snapchat plummeted tremendously. And I mean, obviously it was a really great platform. It still is a great platform. It's still running alive and well. It's still doing great. But also that's the other thing with social media platforms is there's always waves. There's always waves. There's always things that are always coming up. Like think about when Vine, when when Vine was like huge, you know, or um, I always think about, um, I mean, it's not a social media platform, but I think about like stumble upon, like, I don't know if anyone remembers that. And maybe that might be like aging me of my social media or my media platforms or whatever, but the stumble upon platform, you know, you, you would find, like, let's say I would find a video or a post or a blog about, um, hip hop music, right. Or about 
there all the other different types of music whatever and then it would be like oh okay that's your interest like you love hip-hop okay so here's another here's another thing that you can look at that is tied to your interest so you can stumble upon to go to that next website that's going to show you a blog about you know Tupac or something I don't know you know these are like examples that I have here but if you think about that of what I just explained to you is exactly things that uh platforms do now like Instagram like TikTok they will have something that's like oh because of what you were just interested in here is another shiny object here's another shiny thing in front of you to go look at because you seem to be interested in that so you should go look at that how many times have we fallen down those rabbit holes? How many times have you been like, oh my gosh, you're right. The algorithm is listening to me. Holy moly, they're inside my head. They're inside my brain. They know exactly what I want to see. They know exactly what I want. I, I mean, let's be real here, guys. It's been happening to us all over the place. Whether TikTok was around or not, it has always been happening to us. Unfortunately, and fortunately, we have live in a world where our phones, and all the things around us have our data, <laughs> you know? Our data is all over the place. Cookies in our computers, like all the things. Like we we are putting input into, I don't know. We're putting input into the, the electronic universe, right? You know, we are putting our thoughts, we're putting our, our likes, our dislikes, our loves, our interests, like all those things. Even when you go to restaurants and you fill out a feedback form, you know, and like people get your email address, like you are putting your input in there so that they can give input to you. And then somewhere along the line, someone that now knows that you love that Italian restaurant on 51st Street and like you love Italian because you keep getting coupons from these places or you keep clipping the coupons that are at certain grocery stores for this item. And that means you really, really love it. It's, I mean... If you think about it too hard, it's kind of intense, right? If you think about it way too hard, it's kind of intense. But it is the reality of what's happening, and you can't put the genie back in the bottle. We have created this with the rise of social media, with the rise of, you know, <laughs> we're not freaking doing, like, high, you know, dial-up internet anymore. We're waiting, like, 20 minutes to get a picture to load on your computer. We are at the fast times. We are, we are extremely... We want everything. We want everything quickly. We want everything at our fingertips. We we want delivery quick. We want streaming services. We want our movies. We want our we as a U.S. as the U.S. We are gimme 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 all the time. I want it. I want it. I need it. I need it. I need it. I want to listen to it. I want to hear it. I want to give it to me. I don't have time to listen to that. I don't have time to wait for this. I want this. I want it now. All those things, which because of that, that is why we have all of these issues or because we have all of these moments that are happening right now so if we're bringing it back to tiktok um the biggest amount of users that are on the tiktok platform are people from age 10 to 19 which is 32 percent of the active user next we have 20 to 29 which is 29.5 percent um next is the 30 to 39 year olds that's 16.4 percent 40 to 49 year olds, 13.9% and 50 plus is 7.1. So we have a very wide, wide gamut of people on the platforms. Like, so all ages, it's not just one age group. It's, it would be different if I could sit here and say, 
you know, the 20 to 29 year olds, which is what a lot of people think is the people who are on there or the 10 to 19 year olds be different if they were just banking up 50%. Yes. Those two sets of age demographics are a little over 50%. Yes. Right there. That's a lot. You know, that is a lot. But when I take it back and when I think about, so I'm 36 years old, I'm going to be 37 in May. When I think about what I listened to and what I watched and all these different types of things when I was 10 to 19 or 20 to 29. Um, yeah, we weren't, there weren't a lot of things like this out and about, but also at the same time there were, you know, I, I definitely can have conversations with some of my friends that are the same age. And I know Abby and I have these conversations about things that we listen to and about things that we watch that were sometimes more so on the DL, right? you know, more so on the DL, like no one, no one really knew, our parents didn't really know, you know, some of our friends were in on it, some of them weren't, all those different things. So it's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around it just because I know that as us as youngins, yes, we weren't making videos that large amount of people could see, but I think it's very I think it's just kind of like, I don't want to say it's double standard, but I think it is very interesting because, I mean, I have had this conversation before with my friends when we talk about like, yeah, when we were younger, we were just wearing wild outfits and like trying to figure out our makeup and all this stuff. And like, we make funny jokes about, you know, what we were doing. But then, like I said, I kind of try to think back of certain things. And I'm like, yeah, but we were also doing some wild things too. Like the, just the big thing was, is it just wasn't on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't, like, our digital footprint wasn't there. Like, that's that's the big thing. But, like, we were still doing things. You know, I still recorded funny videos with my friends. Like, we still made music videos. We still were trying on outfits and, like, telling each other, like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Oh, my God, I love that. Da, 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 da. You know, like, we were telling our friends, like, different gossipy stories. We were creating ridiculous things with our friends, like, jokes. We were, you know... I even think about the college days. I mean, we were doing so many different shenanigans that, I mean, if we were recording that, like, th that would have been silly. But, like, a lot of the things that are happening right now are things that have already been happening, like, things that people have already been doing. Just the big difference is it's just now it's being recorded and more people can see it. And, yes, some people would say that's the downfall. Like, some people would say, wow, you know, I, I shouldn't have that recorded. But... I feel like it also goes back to some of the conversations that I remember um, Abby and I had when we were talking about the social media part, you know, I, and I fully believe this and, you know, it's hard, but I do think that there's a lot of people that have a really, really hard time with social media and different things about social media because they are confused by it, you know, or like, I guess if I say like TikTok or if I say like Instagram reels and like short video content, I know that there's a lot of people that are confused by it because sometimes it's some it's something that they wouldn't see themselves doing, you know? It's something that they couldn't imagine doing or it's something that they, I don't know, it scares them, you know? And I know that that is like, you know, when we think about the psychology of things and if we think about you know, how that stems in so many different areas is, you know, we're very quick to judge things that we 
have problems with because of our own bias or our own our own thoughts, our own feelings. Like we're we're not really willing to go deeper and be like, wow, why is that why is that bothering us so much? You know, why why am I so upset by that video? Like what what is the real what is the really root cause of why that bothers me so much? And you know, we're very quick to be like, oh my gosh, that person, I can't believe they're doing that, or I can't believe they said that, or I can't believe they're being like that. And it's really, really hard for us as individuals to kind of like look back on that and think to ourselves, why why is that triggering us so much? Why is that why is that something that really matters, you know? And not even why is it obviously if it is truly, truly harming someone or if it is truly something that is bad, you know, um, then by all means, of course. But I think there are like definitely like situations when it comes to short for video content or when it comes to things like TikTok where a lot of people are very upset mostly because they don't know they're they are unaware you know they're unaware of how that would work and what that would mean and how they would do that and they would never do such a thing and they could never you know and I mean we've talked about this before it's just like those could nevers and would nevers are also very very um are also very very damaging you know because there are a lot of people in this world that they are thinking to them they thought to themselves once I would never do something like that and then they jumped out of their fear or they had a moment where they posted a video you know they posted a video about their business or they posted a video about their thoughts about something or they posted a video about an experience that they had or they post a video about something and then it changes their life you know and that's where I kind of want to come with it as well. Um, so another another stat from the TikTok aspect of things is, so there was, here's an example of how engagement works on TikTok, which is kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. So um, a case study that was done with the one and only J-Lo, love don't cost a thing, 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 thing. Didn't think I was going to sing on this today, but J-Lo. She posted a video on Twitter and on TikTok, correct? Okay, so on Twitter, or on Twitter, she has 45 million followers, okay? So we go back, we go back again to our regular, our regular stats here that we have. Remember, there's over 5 million businesses on TikTok, right? JLo herself has 45 million followers on TikTok. That's, that's insane, okay? She's 45 million, or 45 million followers on Twitter. She has 5 million followers on TikTok. So she has the amount of followers that there are businesses, basically, on TikTok. So, crazy. Um, she posted the same video, okay? The exact same video to TikTok and to Twitter. Not at the same time, but just like, the same video right on Twitter she got 2 million views for that one video right the one video 2 million views on Twitter with 45 million followers she got 2 million views okay this is nothing to scoff at this is nothing where it's like oh, only two people saw her video no 2 million people still viewed her video but let me tell you 
on TikTok, she put the exact same video with her 5 million followers and she had 71 million views. 71 million. 71 million. Can we just take a moment? Can we just, we have to take a moment for that. That is beyond bananas. That is beyond bananas, bananas, bananas. Because how, like what? Like what? Like what? That is insane, you guys. And that right there. That right there is the the weird part of the freaking coin because in some parts of it, okay, so if we want to see all sides here, so on one side of it, as a business owner, as a creative, as an artist, okay, as JLo, as an artist, getting 71 million views on a video is insane. That is the amount of reach that has the amount of, mo like, that's just that's out there. You know what I mean? That's a whole, she has reached so many people that maybe don't under, know her music, don't understand. Like, obviously, who doesn't know JLo at this point? But the point of the matter is there's 71.1 million views or 70, 71 million views. That's out there. That's to all these people. That is, that is put, she is in the homes of all these other people, of all these people looking at this, seeing this, seeing that JLo, whatever, whatever. For a business, okay, so then let's flip it on its head, right? Okay, if a business, let's say they're not J-Lo, let's say same rules apply, same amount of followers, let's say the business is, oh, uh, let's pick a good business here. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to pick McDonald's because it's just super easy for us to, like, conceptualize here or visualize here. Okay, so we're going to say McDonald's. Same rules apply. McDonald's has this. No, we're not going to say McDonald's. I'm going to pick... Okay, I'm going to say Stan's Donuts. For those of you that are in Chicago, you get it. For those of you that aren't in Chicago, it's okay. It's a donut. It's a donut chain that's strictly in Chicago. Amazing. They have donuts, coffee, all the nine yards, pastries, the whole thing. So let's say it's on its head, you know, right? So same rules apply. 45 million followers on Twitter. Stan's Donuts is like banging, banging it out on Twitter, right? And then they hop on a TikTok and they're like, okay, we don't really understand how TikTok works, but we want to try this out. We want to like reach more audiences. We want to bring more people to Chicago. Like, you know, we have this really amazing story. Like, you know, we've been selling donuts for this amount of years. Like we can't, you know, we really want to spread this message. They get on TikTok and they're just like, nah, I'm just going to post out a video. I'm just going to see what happens. Like, oh, it's really, really great. Like we're so glad we had this strategy. Like we can't have, they put it out. Next morning, 71 million views. What? 71 million views? Or 71? 71 million views? The owner of Sands Donuts is like, I can't. Like, I, I don't even, what? Like, I, you know, I've been trying, I've been trying my darndest. I've been, I've been sitting out here in the Chicago streets. We went through a pandemic. We had the biggest hit to all local businesses we've ever had. I, I've been trying to like feed my family. I've been trying to figure this out. Now I have 71 million views on this video. So now uh, all of my chains in Chicago, like people are just 
flocking to them. Like I have to, I have to hire more employees. I'm able to get more people to work at my shops now because I had to lay off all these people because of the pandemic. And now I'm running on like really lean services. And now I have these more, now I have more people that are able to work here and I'm able to give money to, and I'm able to help them out. And like my family and my mission and all these things are, I, I didn't, all I did was post a video. Like, what did I do? Like, I don't even know. I know that it's a wild concept for people to think of sometimes that aren't on the other side of those things, but that is possible. Like that is possible for business owners. That is possible for these people that are getting on this platform and they're getting on these platforms that are like, I have really had a dream. I have been working. I've been trying. I, I you know, I, I just want, not even people who have businesses. Like, so we'll even think about the people, let's say these 20 to 29 year olds that are in this bracket, the 29, the 29.5 percent of people. Okay. Let's bring it, let's bring it to a more intense, you know, let's bring it to another, another topic. So you have, you have a, a woman. Okay. You have a, a, per, a person of color. Okay. You have a woman who's a person of color. And, you know, she's been struggling with uh, mental health, right? Like, she's been struggling with mental health. Um, she's had a lot of horrible, toxic relationships, okay? Um, she gets onto the platform, and she tells her story about that, right? And she tells her story and is like, you know, I've been having all these issues with mental health, and I've had a lot of issues with toxic relationships, and, you know, I... I've been in and out of therapy and I, you know, have a really hard time finding the right therapist or something, something, something. These are just examples that I'm giving here. She posts this video, being really vulnerable, telling her parts, telling her things. And it's like, you know, I just, I just wanted to tell this to someone like in case someone's been having these same issues and like, this is what I learned or this is what I need help with, blah, 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 blah. All right. Walk away from the platform. Get done with the platform. Come back to the platform. We're not going to say there's 71 million views, but there's, we'll say there's 3 million views, 2 million views, okay? How about we don't even say a million? Let's say there's 18K, okay? 18K. We're in the Ks. We're not in the millions here. That girl now gets an opportunity, or not even an opportunity, there's women in her comment section, and they're like, wow. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Thank you so much for telling me that. Thank you for thank you for helping me feel seen because I've been in toxic relationships or I felt as a person of color that I, you know, maybe it was my fault or maybe I couldn't bring that up or thank you for helping me feel seen, you know. Um, and then like a therapist gets in her comment section and is like, you know, I help, I help, uh, I help women of color um, that have dealt with XYZ, XYZ. My, uh, my, I offer virtual, I offer, offer virtual sessions. You know, I'd love to help you. I'd love to connect you with my other colleagues that maybe would be able to help you. And now that person is like, oh my gosh. Okay, now I'm getting help. I've helped others. And really all I did was share my story. All I did was come online and just talk about what's been going on and talk about like my vulnerabilities and and now everything has changed. 
you know. And so I get it. I I get it. I get it from a security standpoint in certain ways, yes. Because, you know, it's it's a lot of information. Like with that many people on a platform, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of information flying around. But my big gripe is that there are other platforms that I just explained that also have almost just as many users, if not more, and there's just as much information flying around. The big difference is on TikTok, it's solely a video platform. So that changes a lot of things, you know? So a lot of people have the issues with the facial recognition. A lot of people have a lot of issues with, you know, you. that means you are able to hear people's voices. You can get voice activation, you know? Um, you're able to see people's eyes, like all of these different things. And again, that's, that's scary, you know, like that, those types of things could sound, those could sound really scary to people, you know, those could be moments where it's just like, oh my gosh, you're right, like you're right, I've put like 50 videos on this app, that means people know about me, or that means people know too much about me, that means people know all these things. Um, but again, we have to look at some of the other devices and things that we have in our homes, and other devices and things that we have all around us. Because, I mean, even like our Apple phone, you know, we, we, the way we can open it is by our face, you know, a face, face ID. We can open up multiple different apps. Like, why can I open up my bank app with my face? You know, why, why can I open up all these different things with my face? Like, yeah, of course, like all these other companies and all these other people are going to be like, yeah, we're, we're not tell, selling your data. We're not putting it anywhere. We're not taking it anywhere. All those things. But I just think it's another thing to think about or, you know, like we've always talked about the Alexas that are in our homes or the Google Homes or the ring light cameras and all of these things. And I mean, yes, if you're a person that's listening to this, that is like, this is why I don't do any of that. I totally get it. I totally get it. I totally get it because all of this is a lot and it's intense and it's things to think about. But I also think on the other flip side is just thinking about all the things I said earlier and the access to information that have helped so many people. And when we start taking away access to information, we get into a slippery slope. We get into a slippery slope here. And when we start, dare I say, censoring or dare I say putting restrictions on data and information, we're in a really interesting spot as a society because then we're getting into, again, we're getting into money and we're getting into what's happening here. You know, and I wish, I wish I would have brought up the stats here, but I wish I would have looked into it a little bit more. Um, maybe when Abby and I talk about this, I'll bring up some more stats to this, but like I know myself as a black creator, being on social media platforms is very different compared to someone who doesn't look like me, you know? And that I'm well aware of and I understand that, you know? And, but I also think, again, if you're thinking in the larger grand scheme of things, I know that there's a lot of people of color on these apps, you know? I know that there's a lot of 
creators that do look like me that are on these apps that have a harder chance in certain situations and certain scenarios. And because they've been on apps like TikTok, they've been able to share their opinions, share their share their businesses. Um, they've been able to have the engagement from people that want to hear black voices, that want to hear brown voices, want to hear women, all those things. And I mean, by no means am I trying to make this part of the conversation that aspect of things, but I think it's, again, another thing that we have to bring up, you know. And again, it's a huge piece of the coin, too, because I know that as a black creator, I know that my videos or my work is going to be differently perceived because of the way that I look and that is unfortunately the way that our society is and that you know I could run alongside someone that is doing the exact same things as me and saying the exact same things as me but I know that unfortunately my uh, the way that mine is taken and the I guess quote-unquote praise or you know the way it will be viewed will be different and I'm aware of that you know and I think a lot of people aren't aware of that um, so that is the other side of the coin, obviously, with these platforms and why we need to be better, you know, why we need to do better as a society. But I don't think getting rid of TikTok is going to make that be better. You know what I mean? Because there's so many people on the app who, who do look like me or look like, you know, someone that I know or you know, might not have the educational background or might not, you know, have the family background or whatever that are on this app and have made their their dreams come true, that have made their life change because of how the app has changed them. And obviously, yes, it's not fully, fully an app. Sure, you know, if we really want to go real meta with it, and I mean, obviously meta is a huge issue with this whole conversation, but if we really want to go, like, deep in the weeds with it, like, yeah, it's a psychology thing in the aspect of, you know, people have been able to get on TikTok and feel like themselves because that platform has made it, has made, you know, buzzword authentic, but it's made it that, that safe space for people to be able to come on and talk freely and chat and have all these things, like, you know, why again do we have a segment at the end of our episodes every every week that's Instagram versus reality? We know that parts of Instagram is completely fake. You know, we know that a huge reason why so many people jumped from Instagram to TikTok is because people on Inst- people that were on Instagram were tired of putting up a facade of their lives. They were tired of I mean, not that people on TikTok still don't do that. Of course, we all do. We're all humans. We're all kind of messy in that way. But another reason why people jumped from Instagram to TikTok is because they wanted to show their authentic self. They wanted to talk about things that were happening in their lives. They wanted to share their businesses in a different way where they weren't just putting up a Canva graphic or they weren't just, you know, showing a very, very curated video of what their business looks like. A lot of businesses started doing behind the scenes where they're showing you how to how to um, bake the cupcakes on the line. They're not just showing you the end results for the end user. So there's so many things that could snowball, kind of how I said at the very beginning of this, there's so many things that could snowball 
from TikTok getting banned. And I know there's so many people that will probably listen to this episode and be like, I just don't even care because I'm not on TikTok. I just don't. It doesn't really bother me. But I just, like Abby and I say multiple times, just because something doesn't bother you or just because something doesn't, just because something isn't directly in your face, like it's not directly going to affect you, doesn't mean it doesn't affect someone around you. It doesn't mean that it doesn't affect like the whole, the whole collective. You know what I mean? Like if you're, yeah, sure. If you're not a TikTok user, if you're not a TikTok person, if you're not a person who creates t- videos on TikTok, sure. You might be like, Danielle, why do I, like, I'm just not going to be on TikTok. Like you're talking to me. It doesn't really matter. It does. It does. Because also another main reason why everyone is upset about TikTok is because it's taking away, like I said at the very beginning of this, it's taking away from the other platforms. It's taking away from ads. TikTok is competing with Netflix. TikTok is competing competing with YouTube. TikTok is competing with large corporations and large amounts of money. And again, it's the same thing. And I get it. I get why people at Netflix are upset because they have jobs, they have a business, they are like pumping out movies, they're pumping out things, they've already, everyone was hit by a pandemic. I get it. I mean, the average user opens the TikTok app eight times a day. I mean, I don't know about you, but a lot of people go to work for eight hours, so maybe they're opening their app every single hour. It's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. And that's just opening it. Doesn't necessarily mean how long they're going to be on it for. You know, we have 24 hours in the day. Every single time you open your app and you're on it for an hour, that's a lot. That's a lot of, that's a lot of time. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've said, like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to stop scrolling. I need to stop scrolling. I do it anyway, you know. So it's just a larger issue. It's a larger, it's a larger issue. There's just, there's just a lot of pieces to it. There's a lot of issues to it. And I encourage, um, any of you to watch the Congress hearing, um, see what was going on. Um, it's hard because a lot of it too was people talking about the app that are not really sure about how the app works or how all those things, which you know, it was unfortunate because, again, that's just from an educational standpoint, you know, like education around what we're talking about. And, you know, just like here, like, you know, I wasn't going to go super, super into the nitty gritty of the hearing because, you know, I don't think it's I think it's important for me to talk about the other parts about it and, you know, digest it from that sense and give you kind of like my thoughts and the things about that and how, you know, you can how you can change and how you can think about things with it. Um, so I definitely, like I said, I definitely encourage you to check it out. I definitely encourage you to see what's going on with it. And, you know, just really think a little bit deeper about it and think about how, what we're thinking about, you know? And like, yes, you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, most people will be like, oh, I don't even want to think about TikTok. Why should it matter? 
but it matters because there's a lot of pieces to it. There's a lot of pieces to it. There's a lot of creatives. There's a lot of business. There's a lot of people that will be largely, largely affected by TikTok going away. And it's not just people who just sing and dance on the app. And even those people who sing and dance on the app, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again, or I'm going to say it. Even those people who sing and dance on the app, it's an outlet for them. Who the fuck cares? You know? They sing and dance on the app. Who cares? You know, a large part of the conversation with Congress was that we are hurting children. We're hurting children by having these things on this app. We're hurting all these things. And I get it. I get it. There are some dangerous things on that app. Totally. I'm aware. You know, I am a user on the app, so I see things. But I also know that just like any other app, you can curate it to what you're seeing. So I think the other sad part that we really just need to dig deeper into is the bigger issues, you know, the bigger issues like education and mental health and acceptance and all of those things as well. Because there's a lot of bad things in the world because a lot of issues that we haven't tackled and a lot of issues that we haven't given enough brevity to. And so, you know, a lot of these issues where we're saying it's affecting children and a lot of these issues where we're saying it is affecting the youth, it goes right back, you know, to what I was saying at the beginning of this episode in... Even though, even though I, as a child, you know, even though as a child I experienced crazy things, you know, granted it, I wasn't seeing it on the internet, but I was hearing about crazy things in school. I was, you know, my friends were talking about crazy things. Like, we were, we were having discussions about inappropriate things. Like, there is things all around us. Like, yes, things are very different when you have filters and when you have, you know, body body issues and all those things. But it's, again, you know, if Abby was on here, she'd say the same thing. You know, all these issues have been going around for so long. It's not, the problem isn't the TikTok app, you know. The problem is the root of what's actually happening in our society. It's not necessarily because more people are talking about these things. These things are always being talked about. It's just more people are seeing them because more people are getting bolder and talking about them because things are not getting handled and issues are not being taken care of. So I think there's just such a larger issue with so many other compound issues that go on. And so that's where I think we need to take away. I just think we need to think about all sorts of different things. And also, yeah, like we said, the security issue, that's a huge issue. But we need to think about what's the actual issue here. Like, what are the actual problems and issues here? Like, we just need to do better. We need to do better. Well, this went on a little longer than I anticipated, but I know it was a good conversation that we needed to have. So, thank you for coming along for the snack or the whatever. Um, we'll be back again with Abby. We'll have another chat. We are going to have another guest. We're going to have another chat. Just her and I, all the things. So 
stay tuned for another episode. Listen to this. Um, my Instagram versus reality is... My Instagram versus reality is, you know, TikTok. TikTok, to some people, it's just the dancing clock app. It's just the app with all the all the kitties on it. But on the other side, it is an app for businesses to grow. It's an app for creatives to to grow. It's an app for people to express themselves in different ways. It is, um, I guess it's a free speech app, you know? Um, it's an app that makes people uncomfortable. But it's not just a dancing app, you know? It might have started out like that. And actually, I don't even know if it really started out like that, to be completely honest. Like, I think it did, but I think, again, we were all in a pandemic and, you know, people like entertainment. So the arts went away. So what did we do? We put the arts on your phone so that you could have the arts. All the things that we want in this world, we get and then we hate it. We don't want it. We don't want it anymore. We're like, oh, that's not what I wanted. I hate that. I don't need that. That's that's the Instagram versus reality there. Like what why don't we want it? Why why are we pushing against it? Why are we what's what's the friction? There's so many other pieces to this conversation. Let's have it, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's it for today. That's it. I can't wait to have my chats back with Abby. I know it'll be a good old time and, you know, follow along, keep the conversation going and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen, but we would love to hear more from you. We'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well, but on Apple, you can leave us a review, but don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.